This podcast may contain explicit content. Welcome to TJ Talks. I'm your host, Chad. And with me is uh, Guilty as Charged, Teresa. I'm Amanda Knox and uh, Casey Anthony Guilty. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Those people are guilty, but, oh, well, I don't know about, I don't know about any of them, actually. I shouldn't make any judgments. Who am I to say? Wow. Well, today on the podcast, we are talking Guilty Pleasures. We are talking guilty pleasures, so I guess we should preface this whole show with uh, who knows what's going to be said, who knows what's going to come out, so if you have small children, you might want to tell them to earmuff. If not, then you want to just, you know, I'm not saying it's going to go that way, I'm just saying how can it not go that way? Right. So if you're listening to this podcast, turn it on about 11 or 12 o'clock at night. Exactly. Turn down the lights. Yeah. <laughs> Low lighting. Have a glass or two of wine. There yeah. You, go. you just described every night for me. So, yes. <laughs> yes. This is going to be fun. I, and I got this idea for this topic mm-hmm. literally off some, which is really ironic, off some mom blog thing. You know, every mother and their mother has a blog now, right? It's all about the mommy blogs, and the mommy blogs are ruling everything in is the commercial right? world. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Anybody who's ever been pregnant has a blog, and and good for them. But you, <laughs> what me? What do I need a blog? You 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 have one. You could. Yes, I have a blog that's a personal journal. It's not a blog that I would ever let anyone read. But uh, no, yeah. no. I mean, you've got a, a couple websites out there and things like that that you you haven't really leveraged yet. If you're right, you're right. I should do that. But I I do feel that that trend is a little bit. You think it's going to jump the shark here real soon? Maybe, yeah, or maybe it already has. I don't know. Yeah. And more power to people that can make money doing whatever they want that makes them feel great. Please, I'm not disparaging anybody writing in their free time. I'm not disparaging anybody giving their opinion and getting paid for it at all. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it feels like, A, every celebrity has a mommy blog, and and that just kind of wears a little bit, right? I mean, anyway. You but, know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a mommy blog. <laughs> You should, see, because you would have the other side of it. Because I'm, I'm not a mom, and I'm not a woman. No. But I'll just call it a mommy blog, and I'll just bullshit my way through. And people will read it because it'll just be like this, you know, a tongue-in-cheek yes. bullshit thing. And then exactly. I'll, and I'll fill it with a zillion ads, and I'll get a million hits, and then I'll, you know, over the, you know. <laughs> yeah, you could totally do that. I mean, who knows how many mommy bloggers aren't really mommies? I mean, we don't really know. And... I know that sounds horrible to classify all of them as one thing, but in media, because now we're part of the media, don't you know, since we have a podcast. Oh, that's true. We paint with broad brushes and white strokes, so that's just the way it is. I, I recommend you spank your kids. Okay. Oh, most definitely, yes. And don't, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, lots of mindless television. That would be my mommy blog. You know, how much high fructose corn syrup and TV can they consume in one day? Uh-huh. That would be my goal as a mom, so... <laughs> Uh, of course, we are okay. talking tongue in cheek here. We, we, oh, my we, kid! I, I I really don't like children, but I do kid about kids. You know, they smell, and I know this because I've seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That's right, kids smell, and uh, yeah. Okay, back, back to the mommy bloggers and the guilty pleasures. Uh, yes, uh, there was some sort of connection on MSN about look at this mommy blogs. Um, Thing And she had a bunch of people write in or send in video clips of themselves talking about what their guilty pleasures were. And what was really random or what came out in this segment was all these women that talk about how they just love to watch cops. 
And I thought, of all the things to have as your guilty <laughs> you, you mean police officers. Right. No, that show, that TV show. Cops, oh, this TV like show. Bad boys. Oh, oh, very that good. Okay. So, and there were probably 40 moms on this little video segment talking about, I just love to watch cops and everybody doesn't have their, you know, all the people that get pulled over and don't know why. And everybody's wearing a muscle shirt and has no teeth. And for whatever reason, that was the guilty pleasure du jour for these moms on this mommy blog website. So I thought, well, watching cops is definitely not one of my guilty pleasures but I sure have a bucket full of them. So I wouldn't mind talking about them for the most part. How about you? Did you, when I proposed this topic to you, what did you instantly think? Did you go, no, yes, maybe? Oh, no. I, I mean, there's definitely a number of guilty pleasures. And, uh, uh, you know, my, my number one probably guilty pleasure is got to be uh, True Blood TV show, TV show that I watch. TV shows. Okay. All right. So here's the deal, though. Let me read this to you. Mm. And this was an Urban Dictionary, I think, definition, okay? Hey, hey now. <laughs> a guilty pleasure is something one enjoys and considers pleasurable despite feeling guilt for enjoying it. The quote-unquote guilt involved is sometimes simply fear of others discovering one's lowbrow or otherwise embarrassing tastes. <laughs> Fashion, video games, music, movies, and junk food can be examples of guilty pleasures. Hmm. So I know you and I would consider the guilty part of watching True Blood or any trash TV um, like the time that you're wasting, right? That's what you're guilty about? You, you know, I, it, this, you're going you're to hate me. I, you know, I'm only, I only feel guilty with certain people. <laughs> so, uh, so for me, it really isn't so much that it's a guilty pleasure for me internally. It's a okay. guilty pleasure when I put it in perspective of some people that I wouldn't want to say, hey, you know, I watched this show. So you, so you feel like True Blood can have sort of a connotation like... It's cool. I think it's cool. I don't, it is cool. And I would think most everybody on the planet would think it's cool. No, okay. You, know, you want to know what my guilty pleasure, my real guilty pleasure team okay, is? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're going to, this, this is true. This is like confession time. I'm right. here in the confession booth. It's RuPaul's show. Oh, the drag one. <laughs> the, yes. Drag you. And let me tell you why. Because if, for the people who haven't seen this show, drag you, he takes women. And he dresses them as drag queens. Drag he takes queen. he yeah. takes women who are like totally washed up, that don't know how to put on makeup, and you get guys to teach women how to put makeup on that are just so overdone. And it is the funniest thing that you ever saw. And and the and the thing about this show that is so um, amazing is that it's transformating. If that's a word, can I make up a word? <laughs> Transformating. It's a new it, word. It, it, it sounds like something Bumblebee and Megan Fox would do. But okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. It, 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 there's a transformation that goes on between yeah. with these women that come on the show who uh, actually feel like women when they didn't feel like it before, and you watch them meet their families all dressed up. Feel. <laughs> oh no! No kidding. That's what RuPaul does, right? Oh, whatever he he does. I mean, any and, he, and you know, the thing is, on the show, he's not dressed as a woman. He, right, he's in his masculine persona, he's correct? His, yeah, he's in his man. I mean, he's obviously a gay man, and he, you know, personifies being gay in the show. Right, but you know, he's there to comfort and uh, and also, uh, you know, give those women their. This is the way it is, girl. You know. Well, yeah, get your game together, girl, because otherwise you look terrible. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually have a friend who does uh, work for that show. Um, on occasion, oh, yeah. maybe we should tell him that he needs to have a he needs to propose to the producers that 
they need to do a special RuPaul Drag You Mommy Bloggers edition. Yeah. Because some of these mommy bloggers could use some RuPauling, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so RuPaul Drag You, that's a pretty good one. I have to say that my guiltiest pleasure TV show, like I love all those stupid housewives show. I don't ever miss one. Uh-huh. Um, but to me, I don't feel like they're, well, I guess they are terrible, but a lot of people like those shows, right? But the people that, that um, or the show that I really am embarrassed to admit that I like is that damn Kardashian keeping up with Kardashians. It's just, they're the worst human beings on the planet. Really? Uh, you know, see, if you told me that you liked uh... Kate plus eight, that would be, you would would be going to jail as guilty as a pleasure that would possibly be. (laughs) Yes. Why is inmate Rosenfeld always dropping the soap? What is she looking for? (laughs) Yeah, no, I just think that the Kardashians are fairly despicable as human beings, but for some reason I can't stop staring at that Kim girl. She's amazingly beautiful. Um, I think... I just think she's really, really attractive, even though she provides no benefit to the planet that I can tell. No, so no. I think it, I think she's she's my guiltiest pleasure mm-hmm. in finding her attractive is in watching her show. <laughs> wow. Well, I, you know, are there are movies that you're embarrassed to say you like or because <sighs> I hmm, have one. really movies that you're embarrassed to say that you like, you know, I. That's hard to say that there's a movie series. I mean, if I see, I guess as a guy, you know, if you like Twilight, you're a unicorn. You've heard that term before. If, you're, if you like Twilight, you're a unicorn? That's right, because unicorns don't exist. So you can't, oh, uh, nice. <laughs> a guy who likes Twilight. Okay, uh, that's yeah, cute. Yeah, so <laughs> that would be a guilty pleasure for a guy. Gotcha. Uh, although I'm not a fan of that at all. So, I mean, I, I've seen a few. I've seen almost all of them. I don't think I've seen the last one. I, I wouldn't tell you that I like it. It's like, I mean, it's just like another story I've seen. It's just another story. Yeah, and I think here again, mm-hmm. the worldwide craze about it makes it less guilty um, because there are so many people that, okay. <laughs> um, I think the thing to feel the guiltiest about would be um, the fact that you're of the age group that's not supposed to be liking it, right? Like, the demographic of 40 to 50 year old guys is not supposed to be the twilight market or demographic. Well, yeah, that's true. But I mean, I guess like video games, you wouldn't think that the 40 year old guys are the video game market, but I can tell you, I know lots of guys my age, we're all into video games and it just kind of uh, like there's young people at my work who are in their early twenties and they're gamer people. And it's like, I thought that was like the kids thing, but maybe because games are so good, it's no longer a kid's thing. It's just a anybody's thing. Right. And it's hardly a kid's thing with the, the think the video game thing is just completely uh, no longer an age group thing. Although I haven't seen any 80 or 90 year olds playing video games yet. There will be because I know my kids will play until they're, in the grave, I'm sure. I mean, they, they are addicted for lack of a better term to video games and the thought of games and when games come out and, you know, they're always planning on that. So I think video games are a guilty pleasure only if you abuse the time that you spend doing them. Like if you should be doing something else, everybody's entitled to have fun and play a game, but if you should be doing something else, then you should probably not be doing it. Right. Well, you know, here's the funny thing about video games. We perceive video games to be a kid's thing. 
because kids picked up video games. And right. That, and now, because I was a kid when video games came out, I'm still doing video games. And video games constantly are changing and getting better and all this kind of stuff. Well, they're certainly getting less kid-friendly or kid-oriented. Mm-hmm. I mean, every game out there is T or M if it's fun to play. Mm-hmm. And the the kid content is diminished and the adult content has gone way up, in my opinion. Uh, okay, but I'm, what I want to do is I want to compare that to people who are older today and what you see when you go to an old age home. Yes. You know, old people don't stop playing games. They just play the games that they're used to playing when they were young. Okay. They play cards. They play canasta. They play poker. They play, right. you know, they, right. they play all of those board game type of things. Yeah. They are constantly challenging themselves with the types of games that they're familiar with. Right. And I think that that's the deal. I think that you just grow up, you grow up playing the games and you get older, continue to play the games like chess and checkers and, you know, all these kind of scrabbles things. Scrabbles here and there. Scrabble, so absolutely. So that in 25, 30 years, the Shady Acres retirement home is going to be filled with Xboxes and wireless controllers you, and people in there. Okay. All right. Bet. I think you're right. I think it's you truly going to be part of the... Zeitgeist, I guess. Yeah, and, and unless yeah. your hands just can't do it because you got so much arthritis. You well, my brain will be able to implant chips in our brain, yeah. and all we have to do is think about the virtual move we want to make, and some, something big's going to happen well, on that line. Well, I already got one of my phone comes here on Friday. I'll be able to go, you know, send text to Teresa. Right, because you'll have Siri. I will have Siri, yeah. Yes, in your pocket. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I want to go back to the Guilty Pleasure movies because I just – uh-huh. Talked about this earlier today, and my guilty pleasure movie is Footloose or Urban Cowboy, okay. and I will watch either of those movies over and over on a on a just a loop. I love them both; they're both ridiculous. They they both represent a time. Urban Cowboy came out in 1981, I believe, so I was uh, 10 or 11 years old, probably too young to really you, watch that movie. You, when John Travolta was on that disco deal. He was awesome. Well, yeah, and then he went country, uh-huh. and, um, and it was just a great movie, and I really, really like it, and good old crazy Deborah Winger's in it, and, you know, who who doesn't like that movie? Mm-hmm. Although now, it, it doesn't hold up as well. It definitely feels aged and dated, oh, but, it? but it's, a, it's a guilty pleasure, and now, of course, Footloose has been remade, Is it and it's coming good? out. I don't know. I want to go see it desperately, oh. and I'm a little embarrassed about how badly I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, see... See now, I will tell you, I do like Dirty Dancing, and I, okay. I, I, I should, and, and that's a, not a guy flick type thing, but definitely, so, some, yeah. Something about uh, what's her name, and she's Jennifer Grey. Jennifer Grey, she's looking good now. <laughs> <laughs> do you think she looks better, or do you think she should have stayed the way she did, the way she was? It doesn't matter to me. She's in the L word. <laughs> like, like okay, yeah. oh, it could be another guilty another, pleasure. Another watching. guilty pleasure, absolutely. In fact, just having all those cable channels just for the TV I, or just the the uh, series. The, yes, for the guilt pleasure, <laughs> the guilt factor. Um, yeah, it, it, actually, you know, another movie that is—I don't know if it's guilty pleasure or not—is uh, They Live, and you may not have ever seen it. It stars uh, the the wrestler Roddy Piper. Really? Yeah, okay. it, it's a John Carpenter flick. Oh gosh, so it's a scary movie. It, well, no, it's like a Twilight Zone-ish movie. And right. the deal was is that um, aliens take over the planet. Okay. And they they're in in they but they have these um, 
radio waves that are being broadcasted out that control our minds. So we see them like regular human beings, but okay. they're, but they they're, they're taking over every place. You know, uh, government, business, and everything. And if you have these special sunglasses, okay, you can see these ugly alien people. Oh, all right. Oh, it's a great movie because what it's really about, it's about corporate, uh, it, it, you know, it's a foreshadow of what's going on today in a way. It, it's, it's a metaphor. It <laughs> okay. is. It's a, okay. It's a metaphor for people should stay asleep while our, uh, you know, it's kind of like what George Carlin said, you know, while the rich people, you know, the, the super powerful Uber, I mean, we're not talking like millionaires, we're talking Uber, the Uber you know, conspiracy theorist type uh, organizations just run the show while, yeah, yeah, yeah. while, like, the, while the sheep sleep. <laughs> the group of 13 or whatever that is. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so it's kind of like that foreshadowing movie where everyone goes, ah, ha, ha, it's John Carpenter or whatever. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, John, you always are good about watching all kinds of movies. You'll watch horror movies too. And this doesn't look too bad, but Roddy Piper, who'd have thunk? I mean, oh. he's a wrestler, right? Oh, and it has the worst fight scene in any movie ever in this that, that's probably what it's most well known for is this like six minute long uh bogus fight scene between him and this other guy who become friends after they beat the shit out of each other and he goes you're gonna put on these fucking sunglasses or okay. i'll fucking kick your ass yeah <laughs> So, I'm looking at a picture of this, and it looks like the fight scene right there, and he's uh, got all bloody, and he's making the guy put on the sunglasses. Yeah. So, okay, and, and this maybe has to be a, a Halloween movie or something we can watch. Uh, you know, it's it's not scary. It's just like it, if you if you enjoy Twilight Zone, I think this is the perfect movie to see that that gives you the Twilight Zone effect. It's okay. Not, I like Twilight Zone, but I don't like. Gore. So no, okay, no, all right, maybe not, I could see it. Yeah, he shoots some people. He gets a gun and he's running around. But yeah, whatever. No, that ain't. I mean, yeah. you've seen worse. Believe me, <laughs> this is like 1989, 1988 when this okay. movie came out. See, <laughs> all right. So, um, okay. Let's talk. Let's talk Food. guilty pleasure music. Music. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bow chicka wow wow. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> <laughs> right, porn on Sonic Channel on Pandora. Right. <laughs> now, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a pretty, uh, my taste in music are pretty tame, I think. I'm like right now, I'm just so, I get infatuated with something and I listen to it for a while. So like right now, I'm just listening to a lot of instrumental music and I'm loving the heck out of it. Like smooth jazz kind of stuff, or just instrumentals of any kind? It's 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 that Pandora station that's with, uh, um uh, darn it, Herb Albert. Okay, so it's funny that you say that because the intro music that we use on the show now is like yeah. that bossa nova e dun dun, yeah. dun 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 dun. You know, yeah. so I'm like, it sounds really good, and I'm wondering, is it because I'm 42 years old that this music sounds good, or is it really good music? I don't know. I, you know, I think it's good music. It's fun. It kind of says. Okay, baby, sit back, relax. We're right. Gonna get, we're gonna get this show going. You know? <laughs> That's the meaning behind it, anyway. But yeah, you know, I mean, the you listen to like Johnny Carson or well, I, dating myself, whatever the Tonight Show, oh, all of these shows. World. You know, they don't have like rock and roll going. They have you know. Yeah, it's big band stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melodic and musical. Okay, so so. I guess the guiltiest pleasure I have when it comes to music is I love, I love the whole, 
Okay, I'm embarrassed to say. I love <laughs> I love the whole strip hop music, like the whole boom boom thing. I really you know, I I love that music. It's good for the iPod when you're working out or whatever. There's nothing wrong with it. Every other word is a curse word. It doesn't bother me. Uh-huh. For whatever reason, I just that's fine. It's you know <laughs> whenever I play my iPod in mixed company, I always have to kind of fast forward through a lot of songs because <laughs> do, do you now um do you know the music though? Do, could you sing it? Oh, I might be able to do a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> because See, I've heard it so many times because I work out so much, you know? I, so, I know. Well, yeah. That's it. That's what makes you guilty. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, exactly. If, um, you know, a guy at my work, he showed, uh, showed me this video of these two girls and the one girl is like singing this rap video. Okay. And, and you know, and she must've been like, I, I swear five or six years old. And she was nailed, you know, she could sing. Oh, it. I saw that. The little girl singing in the Rihanna song. Yes, yes. Yes, I exactly saw that just uh, this week, as a matter of fact. And she nails it. She yeah, she nails does a good it. job. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Okay, you scared me there when you said a guy's friend showed me this video of two girls. I went, oh, don't say it. <laughs> no, you know, they, it was, this was, you know, uh, singing the song. And, and no, I'm it, teasing yeah. about the other infamous two girl video that's oh, on. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, keep, anyway, keep, um, keep so back to my strip hop because <laughs> that's my favorite kind of music. Uh-huh. I, I just think. I mean, I love Madonna, and I know she's kind of kitschy nowadays, although I hear she got booked to do the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. So she can't be that awful, right? Well, we ain't going to see no boobs with that. <laughs> uh, well, maybe some cone boobs or whatever she's famous yeah, for. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yoga boobs now. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Um, she she uh, She's aging okay. She could age better, in my opinion. She's a little rough around the edges. Yeah. yeah. But I did – did think that there were a couple bands like ABBA, like oh. like who doesn't love every ABBA song out there? Even though we're not supposed to, and Dancing Queen is ridiculous, but uh-huh. it's good, and Fernando is good, and people must like it because Mamma Mia is a major hit on Broadway in Vegas, and yeah, exactly right? right. So Vegas is like Broadway West. Oh, most definitely now with all the first-run shows they have out there. They, uh, you know, I saw – I've seen a lot of good shows there. I've seen uh, Phantom of the Opera in Vegas. Uh, yeah, they know. have everything that's been on Broadway. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they don't have all the Broadway, but they have, like, big – got some big Broadway kind of stuff. What uh, about you? Is there any any music that you – other than your instrumentals? No. It's, it's, you, you know. Yeah, that's, that's not – Okay, that's no strip hop or, you know. No. No, that I you know I, I listen to my classic rock. I was, okay, so no no whams, no Lionel Richies, uh, no. Oh, oh, you know what? I I am guilty of listening to eighties music. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like Air Supply. I'm all out of love. I mean, who doesn't love that song? Even though it's ridiculous yeah. now, I just I still think it's good. It would yeah. be anytime it would come on the radio, I would listen to it. I yeah. would hang my head in shame, but I would listen. You, you know the thing is, in the eighties, I hated eighties music. I hated it. I was, anything pop in the 80s, I hated. Now they play it on the radio or whatever, and I was like, I know every one of those songs. Of course, and they stick into our brains, yes. It, it's, it, it's, it's, it was like they said, you're not getting away from the 80s without knowing all of the 80s music. <laughs> As a decade, the music pretty much on hold just sucks. Mm-mm. But there were a few standouts and a few uh, that I still listen to and uh, like. I, I I think that they are the the 80s is the decade of the one hit wonder. 
You think there's oh that'd be a good statistic to find out uh, when what decade has the most one hit wonders. We'll have to look at the, that. That's the, good. The, the Thompson twins, Kaja Gugu. Right. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I I bet you the list is like phenomenal. <laughs> Did you watch Saturday Night Live last week? Uh, yeah, I caught a lot with of it. Foster the People. Have you seen this new group? No. Okay, Foster the People is like if Rick Astley and that oh. group Aha uh-huh, uh-huh. had a kid. Okay, so everybody in there has that kind of pointy hair. Mm-hmm. They're all about ninety-seven pounds, fully clothed. They're all skinny and mod and hip and whatever. And they have that kind of eighties Aha funk beat thing going on. Well, not funk, but. 80s beat mm-hmm. and it just reminded me so much of 80s music and i thought oh no are we going back down this road again i just i don't know if as a country we should do this but maybe we are <laughs> so yeah so anyway if you get a chance check them out the song's pretty popular right now and uh and and they're not bad and musically they were fairly talented it was just very 80s-esque mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah wow Wow. All right. Well, enough about guilty pleasure. Uh, well, with the, with the music. So, yeah. food and food and drinks. Let's cover those. Oh, food. God. How much time do we have? I don't know. This Everything is... about food is guilt in my brain. Okay. Is it? I it mean, is. It's bad. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I see, I, I keep a, a modicum of kosher. So, okay. So, I don't eat pork and I don't eat shellfish. Right, and that's about it. And uh, okay. but I do eat milk with meat, so I guess that's kind of my internally. I feel guilty, sort of. Although I, okay. you know, but I, I, you know, there's there's just some lines I have to cross. And, yeah, whatever. You got to live, right? You yeah. Know. Okay. Well, I mean, there, but there's plenty of people who do do that. You know, who eat it all, and they don't feel guilty either. So, right. You know, when you when you consciously do, are you consciously aware of eating milk and meat every every time? You always think, "Ooh, I shouldn't be doing this." I think in my head that you know, I have I have to sell it to myself. Okay, I okay, <laughs> interesting that you okay. And so, and I, and have I, you ever decided when you're to. doing it not to do it? Like, I'm not going to do that right now, or I'll have the milk. A- Can you have the milk right after, or what's the deal? Oh, if, if you were if you were to play it by the letter of the law, you, you'd have your milk, and then you'd wait like 20 minutes, and then you'd eat your meat. Okay, mm-hmm. 20 minutes, Something like, like switching that. after eating. Yeah, yeah you, would, you you would have some separation. That's the idea: right. is that you're not supposed to eat them together. Okay, but which I don't understand. This could be a whole nother. We should have a whole podcast about. Judaism, and you could fill me in because I don't know very much. But uh-huh. to me, milk and meat come from the same animal. So, what would be the problem of commingling uh, them? Uh, well, you know, there's the uh, just not to go on a tangent, but there's this whole thing, this paragraph or or paragraph, this area. You know, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, sort of. Not really. I know nothing. Go oh, ahead. Okay, okay. Well, there's this. I mean, story. I know of them. Yes. Okay. Well, Abraham, who's like the the head dude, right? Of okay. all of all these religions, Judaism. Christianity, the Muslim faith. He goes off to Sodom and Gomorrah to go, you know, go save his uh, nephew Lot. Okay. Because God says, I'm taking out these two cities. Fire, okay. fire brimstone out of the sky. Well, uh, with him are a couple of messengers. You can call them angels. You can call them whatever you want. But they mm-hmm. go with Abraham to visit. Turns out Lot's wife had made a kid... In its mother's milk, it cooked that as a meal, 
and, okay. and the angels would not partake. And it's interesting that the angels would eat anyways, but they uh, would not eat this food because it was uh, uh, against God's will. Gotcha. And, and neither would Abraham, I believe, in the story. Okay. So that's where it came was derivative of. And then later on in the Bible, later, it is actually cl more clearly written and God said, do not do this. And, Don't do that. Yeah. Okay, so but, just because he said so. Yeah, and it's so it's repeated kind of twice. Okay. One, one in a fable or whatever story. Right, know, whatever. It, you know, the it, parable or whatever, yeah. Right, and then later on in actual legal text. It, 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 not to get too Bible crap stuff here, but <laughs> I mean, <Yeah. laughs> the, the, the whole thing is, is that you will find that there are stories that kind of delineate these rules that kind of demonstrate it, and then later on there is more of a legal subtext where it's written and it's very clear, like, you know, gotcha. you know, don't have, uh, you know, sex with animals and your relatives and all this. Right. I mean, it's, I mean, it's like, there's just all these crazy, I, don't, I mean, things that you should just take for granted and you go, well, why did they write that stuff? <laughs> it's like when you go to a theme park or whatever and it says, you know, don't, whatever the do not something, right? It's, it's like, because somebody was dumb enough to do it before. It's so like, that's why they have to write it. It's like, duh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and then, well, no, I think it's good. We have a little Bible talk, you know, thrown in amongst our guilty pleasure guilty. show because. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what food is, I mean, I love <laughs> chocolate. I mean, chocolate for me is guilty pleasure, I suppose. Okay. Uh, eating, you know, we talked about Starbucks in many times before, and oh, it, you know, it's only guilty because it costs so much. The money, and yeah, that's the money is probably the worst part of it. But it's so nice; it's just so good. Yeah, yeah. I know it you makes know, me feel bad. Am I an addict? I had Starbucks this morning, by the way, and I used one of my free fifty after fifteen drinks yes. cards. Well, you can't feel guilty about it if it's free. I know, I know. See, that's nice. Yes, I've been partaking of some extra Starbucks lately because of my birthday gifts. Oh, awesome. And uh, I don't feel guilty about it at all. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love it, as a matter of fact. Yes, um, I think the Starbucks thing, I mean, like I said before, and I alluded to half-jokingly, but whole-jokingly, you know, food and guilt sort of go hand-in-hand in, hand in that nothing that I like to indulge in Mm -hmm. is healthy. I'll eat healthy foods and I eat healthy foods all the time, but I don't get the pleasure from eating a handful of apple chips that I do out of getting a handful of taco flavored Doritos, which are the most amazing flavor of Dorito ever made. I just, I can't get enough of them. Really? See, oh. Uh, see now, okay. This kind, of, this is a weird thing with food because you can have a guilty pleasure with food, like an In-N-Out burger. Oh yeah, right. But I also think that there's these comfort foods, which are I don't know. Is comfort food a guilty pleasure? It shouldn't be because it's giving you comfort, right? Like, but if you overeat it, it's the it's the abusing of the food that is, makes me feel guilty, and it, I can't stop abusing it. So because like. I could eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a, with a big gl cold glass of milk. Right. And I, that would be a fantastic comfort food for me. Okay, see? You know, with a nice white Wonder Bread and you've got that, maybe the goobers and, you know, where the the peanut butter and the jelly is kind of mixed together in the jar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, right. You know, mm, you spread that <laughs> out. 
Oh, yeah. I, it's good stuff, right? It's peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so, but see, John, peanut butter and jelly is uh -huh. a pretty decent, I mean, it's not. It's not bad for you either. It's not horrible for you. It's not like eating the little chocolate donuts that you get in the eight pack from the gas station. Uh -huh. And the chocolate leaves that filmy, Waxy. greasy thing yeah. on your top of your mouth. <laughs> I love those things. Uh -huh. I can't. Every time I go to the gas station, I have to make the decision not to eat those. Oh and that, I would eat them every day, those little donuts. They're not even qualified as a donut. It's a donut. And I really love them. Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just, I can't, you know, and Captain Crunch. Like, oh. who couldn't not eat a whole box of that? I could eat the whole box. <laughs> and that, talk about ripping up the top of your mouth, man. That always cuts the top of your, your, uh, the roof mouth. Of your mouth. Captain Crunch, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. See, now that's interesting. Yeah, cereal can be a guilty pleasure. I, you know, my if one of my favorite sugared cereals is uh, uh, the not Cocoa Krispies, the Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. Okay. Oh my gosh, that thing is that thing is just a, a pile of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> How did they ever get the Flintstones to advertise for those guys? I don't know why I associate all the Pebbles cereals have fl Flintstones, right? I think they do. Maybe it's the Pebbles connection. I guess I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. All right. No. So okay, so. Fruity Pebbles, have you, you know, I don't think I've ever eaten what is the actual serving size on a bowl of cereal. Like, it's supposed to be three quarters of a cup or whatever. Right. I don't think I've ever just eaten that. Well, you know, I have those, maybe everybody does, the Pyrex bowls. Yeah. So you just, yes, you just, that's the right size. That, that's <laughs> a serving size. So everybody just go call it Pyrex, whatever they made for a bowl that it says cereal bowl. Well, yes, exactly. That's the right size. And you get about two bowls of cereal out of a box, right? Because that's how big the bowl is. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. So, mm -hmm. okay, so what about guilty pleasure restaurants? Like fast food is a guilty pleasure. Like you said, nothing beats In-N-Out Burger. And yeah. damn it, when I want a Big Mac, I want a Big Mac. So nothing's going to beat that or take that away from me. What about you? Yeah, you know, I, I don't even consider McDonald's a guilty pleasure anymore because it's so convenient. And <laughs> sometimes you just like, okay, look, it's there. It's an expense. I mean, I don't know. Is that guilty? I'm it is. And let me tell you why. Uh -huh. I'm not going to stop going there, but let me tell you why McDonald's has a lot to feel guilty about. Uh -huh. A, you know, they contribute to the depletion of the planet. Not that every other fast food place doesn't, but they have this corporate giant golden M uh -huh. for, you know, manipulating our uh, ecosystems. The, all the waste involved with it, all the uh, juvenile diabetes they've caused by serving their damn Happy Meals. I mean, if you really think about it, the whole industry is bad and should be guilty of something. Really? But, I mean, well, we all have personal responsibility. I'm not exonerating us from that. Uh-huh. But they really, 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 really want you to eat their burgers, and they really, really make it very enticing to do so. And good for them. I mean, they're out to make a buck. Well, I love them too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, I, I, I watched um, Super Size Me, which, yes. will, which will make you like at least go for a couple months without ever eating a hamburger from McDonald's. And my other guilty pleasure, Morgan's Furlock, baby. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. But, but then, I, then I watched um, Bullshit on Showtime, the Penn and Teller okay. show, and they ran a whole deal on fast food and they kind of equalized the fast food industry in a I way that though okay i have to see that because the deal is is that they do offer 
and not just uh-huh. McDonald's, but uh, whether it's Hardee's and Hardee's CEO got on there, which is Carl's Jr. Right. The same company. And yeah. uh, he got on there and he said, look, we offer salads and we offer all of these healthy choices. Fact is, you people ain't eating it. People don't buy them. Right. You, exactly. You, you know, you guys are the ones who are eating the burger. You know, we're just yeah. providing you what you want. You're right. They're they're right in that regard. I think the point of supersize me though, which maybe wasn't the point of the Penn and Teller segment, and I'm speaking without having seen it all. That oh, you're right. I, that they, you know that mm-hmm. he was just showing if you only eat the bad stuff, you're going to have this situation: Absolutely. cholesterol and heartburn and all the other things that happen. And, and, yeah. And the CEO and them, they weren't saying that you should only eat, you know. You know what is it the the monster burger every single day at, at, right with the jumbo jack the you know all that kind of jazz. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Sorry about that. You know, here in the Rosenvelt studio on Yale Street, we don't always have peace and quiet. So uh, yeah, that, that was the Wiener Schnitzel uh, truck. That was my Basset Hound actually uh, <laughs> banging at the fire truck going by. Sorry about that. No, that's good. Okay, so. Okay. I guess we've sort of beaten the food thing to death. But what about beverages? Mm. And let me take a slurp off of one of my other favorite beverages and guilty pleasure, my giant can of Monster right here. And uh, that would be a sponsor of the show. Right. They should be. I buy this stuff. It's a guilty pleasure because it is legitimately bad for you. There's really nothing man-made in it. Really, no all tor- it is energy. It's, it's all it is. Taurine. Right. Right. Nothing good. Nothing good. And I've tried tons of good for you energy drinks. And some of them give you a little bit of energy, but not like this baby. Really? I've never I've never had one. Maybe What? Maybe I'll have one tonight. Yeah. You should try well don't have it tonight because then you won't maybe you won't be able to sleep. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to sleep if I had sleep anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Sleeping is a guilty pleasure nowadays, it feels Uh, like. Yeah. That's what they recommend. I mean, you know, I love I have a Diet Coke, and I guess it's not so guilty in the caloric sense. Here again, it's guilty in the no ingredient in it is good for you sense. Well, so it, that's it, for for zero gain, you might as well just have water. I know, but I don't love water. Really? Here again, this is why I don't indulge in it very much because I don't love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's good for me. You, you know what? Even when they sell it to you for a buck. They still don't love it enough. Right, exactly. <laughs> or, or yeah. Maybe that's when you'd want it. You want it when it's yeah. expensive, right? Yeah. Evian. Oh, I only get Evian. Or... Only Evian? Is that your bottled no, water I, choice? No, I don't like bottled water. Oh, okay. Water. <laughs> that's, that's another Penn and Teller show. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, well, and that's one of those things that we don't need to be buying anymore, right? Our municipal water is all supposed to be wonderful. I think it is. I think it's good enough. Good especially, enough. Especially when you watch the, these shows and you find out that your local bottled water company is basically stealing and reselling yeah, through yeah municipal exactly. yeah. water and just bottling municipal water and that's makes you really mad because all they do is they're buying plastic and distributing uh, distributing it to stores right with a fancy label on it yeah uh, it's like really really yeah okay so that's why I, I won't buy so much bottled water but I do buy a lot of bottled wine bottled wine. <laughs> Here again, another guilty pleasure. Okay, tell me, is it better? Alcohol. Is it better with a cork or is it better with a screw cap? I have okay. This is why it's guilty for me. Here again, back to this uh-huh. lowbrow or otherwise embarrassing trait about it. Right? See, I have no standards when it comes to booze. I'll drink whatever, 
And to me, the cheaper, the better, right? Who cares how expensive it is? It's uh-huh. all once you've gotten a buzz, who cares if it's on a $40 bottle of wine or a $4 bottle of wine? To me, the buzz is the same. Now, we can debate, negotiate what the morning after is like on a $40 bottle versus a $4 bottle. But it, It's sulfites, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoy cheaper sulfites just because I consume so much of them, I have to be on the cheap when I do so. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think to me, and I like sweet alcohol, which is even more deadly for people the next day because that just wreaks havoc with your system. So I like sweeter wines, which are the cheaper wines, the quote-unquote fortified wines or whatever. Mad dog. <laughs> I'm not that bad. I don't Thund- drink... Uh, Thunderbird. Thunderbird, that's it. I don't drink that. I'm not above drinking it. I just haven't drank it. So, yeah, I think I definitely look for the bargains. I'm always on the clearance section at BevMo as to what are they blowing out because I would totally buy it. Uh, I just don't have any reason to spend a lot of money, but I do have reasons to drink a lot. So, (laughs) (laughs) Wine in a box. Uh, Yeah, like in a box, it's fine. Um, They generally don't have wine. My flavor is yours, so I just generally stick with the bottles. But, you know, I do recycle them all, so at least I do that for the planet, and I don't have to feel so guilty about that. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you? You're not a big drinker. No, um, but I do like to drink. So, uh, you know, it's not, uh, I'm not opposed. I just don't get an opportunity. Except tonight, as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I'm off to the bar. The hoist of you. All right. Uh, Uh, See those uh, postings on Facebook then. I know. Twitter or whatever it is. Yeah. For those who don't know, I'm on a work trip today and. So, <laughs> that's right. You're of course, we we record. I don't know if people even should we reveal the fact that we record these a week and out. We we record. Yeah, yeah. We record these in advance. We don't right. post them the day of. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, we usually do it a couple days in advance, and that way, if we don't like it, or if we were too drunk at the time when we made the recording, we can go back and change it. Uh, it <laughs> only all- happened. Untimed to me, but it, it was okay. It, it turned out all right. It, it also <laughs> makes sure that we get a podcast out once a week, on, right. almost on pretty much on time between right. between Tuesday and Thursday and Wednesday night. We're, we right. generally have one out. So we consider a little guilty pleasure for us, right? Like, I mean, we both have other things we should be doing with our lives right now, but oh, we yeah. indulge in this little fantasy of being talk show hosts, and it works out nicely. Oh, you know what? I want to talk about this. Uh, these people who have things that they call guilty pleasures, but they're, but they're full of shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't get me started. I'm getting you started. Uh, <laughs> anybody that says, oh, I, you know, I sneak off to the gym for an hour and work out. It's just totally my guilty pleasure. I want to just punch them in the throat because Working out at the gym is never a guilty pleasure. It's a good thing to do. And don't package it in the, oh, it's just, I'm just sneaking away and having some time for myself to go to the gym. No, you're going to the gym and that's great. It's not a guilty pleasure. A guilty pleasure is going to the gym and sitting in the parking lot and drinking a $3 bottle of wine instead of going in and getting on the treadmill. That is a guilty pleasure. So anybody that says, or, you know, oh, I just, I just fall into a good book and I read for hours. It's like, no, reading isn't a guilty pleasure. Reading should be a requirement for adult life. I think we all should read. So I think yeah, I've heard that now so much lately that people are talking about the fact that people don't read and that we need to read as a society to just be smarter people. 
Yeah, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, no guilt there. No now, guilt there, now, right. Now, of course, if you're reading Harlequin romance novels. And I'll even give people a pass on that. Yeah. Because they're still expanding their brain. Now, you know, the value and merit of that literature can be discussed. But they're they're turning off exterior external influences like TV. They're opening their mind to this book. I, I just feel like... And, and whatever the fantasy or indulgence is in a Harlequin romance, I've never read a Harlequin romance, but I've read plenty of Danielle Steele and all this other stuff, that it's just it's talking about another world. And just any time you can experience another world, I think you're enlarging your mindset. That's, you know, so I think what, that's a good thing. What's, what's the guy equivalent of a Harlequin romance novel? I don't know, because like Louis L'Amour books or things like that aren't necessarily fantastical in a romantic sense. It's not a penthouse letter? true that's true i guess because for men it would have to be more graphic right they would never just go by with the harlequin my bosom heaved and i was you know dripping with sweat or whatever i mean that wouldn't suffice for men i mean that's what i've seen and i've read a couple pages i've you know in a joke i've been standing there in the line going look at this this is like porn for women right it is yeah which which talks about you know kind of brings us into this activities you know of other guilty pleasures and we're talking about you know these you know this kind of like it's like a big glob of stuff here we're talking okay so we should just package it under the umbrella of the internet right like oh being on the internet or being online oh in excessive way is sort of like a guilty pleasure right uh, yeah, well, you know, it's funny because uh, some people are on Facebook and Twitter and stuff, and some people hate it, and they think that that's all, you know, Facebook is the devil. <laughs> yes, and you know what I have to say to those people? Then please don't use it, right. because I don't want to see your stuff on there then. You know, if you don't want to believe, or you don't want to believe, if you don't want to use it, that's fine. But it's the year 2011, and a bajillion people are using it to communicate. So if you yeah. want to communicate, lovely. And if you don't, then please don't. Hey, you know what? I'm glad I have a good relationship with my family be- because I can keep in touch. I live, you know, th- almost 3,000 miles away from them. Yes. And, I, and, I, and they can regularly see what I'm up to and doing. And I get to see my uh, nieces and stuff. I mean, this is all good stuff. I think the majority of us would agree that Facebook and Twitter even – Twitter, maybe not so much, but those activities on the internet are not, you're not, you have nothing to be guilty of. I mean, let's face it, the internet is a giant glowing box of boobs, right? I mean, you turn it on <laughs> and it's all porn anywhere you want, uh, anytime you want. Oh, uh, well, the, the, you know, that's the, what, the reason the internet was created was for porn. <laughs> just for porn, right? <laughs> everything else, everything else is just. And uh, Amazon, that's the other uh, reason, because oh, yes, yes, you can yes, get anything on Amazon. That's right, Amazon, <laughs> Amazon and porn. Yeah. Well, well, and actually Amazon stole all of their, uh, you know, their, uh, their cart stuff. So for you know doing secure financial transactions, oh, they, they got they stole that from the porn industry. From, well, those people pioneered it, right? That's I right. mean, they pioneered they, stuff. In that regard, they deserve some kudos. They did because all of those sites and all those women who started those sites and started charging for it, you know, thank goodness they charged when they did because now it's harder to charge, right? I don't think it's as lucrative as it was. I, I mean, why did we really need video chat? <laughs> yeah, we don't, right? We, yeah, we, we don't. But no, but the but the porn industry was there. The porn industry. 
It was sort of like NASA and how it gave us, you know, uh, Velcro and Tang, right? That's what the porn industry did for the internet. Exactly. <laughs> the, okay, so... Those guilty so, pleasures were translated into real-life things that people could use to do things other than, than that. Right. And I think for anyone open-minded enough to realize that that happens, then it is what it is, right? We're humans. We have functions and... All of that. Mm-hmm. So, so we kind of we kind of danced around it, but you know, sex is for many people a guilty pleasure. Oh, I bet. Yes. Yeah. 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 I don't. Yeah, I, I can actually. I can say that's just a regular pleasure for me, not a guilty one. I don't feel any guilt about it. Well, you know, the guys in my office, you, you talk and you go. The, the number they go. Well, you know, I know that girl has sex, and you go. Well, how do you know? She has kids. Oh, <laughs> that's true. You know, she, like she, the harlot. She, then, yeah, she's done it at least once or twice. <laughs> that's true. It, uh, it's happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, most people would probably say. I don't think people would would think it's always guilty. I mean, I guess if it's not with the person you're married to or whatever, it might be. But um, uh, but maybe not. I don't know. Well, no, that's well. I think the whole thing is, you know, everyone is just. When people say sex, a lot of times the mental image is probably kind of that missionary position, just quick and, you know, it just happens. But then when you spend more than like a millisecond starting to think, which you don't want to do, it's kind of like thinking of your parents having sex, which nobody wants to ever think about that. Please. (laughs) That's a visual you don't want to have. And then, you know, don't think about, you know, anybody else having sex because as soon as you go there – then you're going to, like, your face is going to turn red, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, I just had this awful thought. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, because it's all internalized. I think that's the beauty of our human brains, right? Like, uh-huh. there are so there are so many situations as human beings that we're in daily mm-hmm. that are completely lacking in dignity or, you know, all of these things that we all go through every day. Being it from, you know, being naked or using the restroom or whatever it is. And, of course, there are horrifying things if we would do them in front of other people or if we thought other people knew that we did them. But we all do them. And so there's some part of our brain that's compartmentalized to put that away. We don't think about that or we don't react to that. Mm -hmm. Like I know everybody or most everybody I know um, has sex or whatever. But I don't think about that per se when I see them, right? That part of my brain gets shut off. So – I guess that's our little way of accommodating social relationships because otherwise we would just be all the time thinking about what everybody does right at the time, right? Uh, absolutely. You'd be overwhelmed with it all. Yeah. I'd be overwhelmed with it if people were thinking that about me. So, yeah. And, of course, after this podcast, everyone's going to know it about me. So, yes, there's nothing to hide now. Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I think we all have to look at it as, a, you know, as adults – we realize this is what people indulge in or don't indulge in, and that's it's okay. Everybody's thing at that level can be their own guilty pleasure, and they shouldn't feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so one last little side of this, or at least one last little side of it. There's there's two things I had written down when we were thinking about this, like. There's something I like to do, and and this is way off from where we were sexually, okay? So there's something I like to do that's not okay, and I don't think I'm terribly incriminating myself, but I love to take – I love to take towels from hotels. I love it. And I love love to take the little hand carry baskets from grocery stores. 
I just, for whatever reason, if I take one out to my car, because I've got stuff in it, and it's, I just put it back in my car. It's, just, <laughs> it's coming. That's not a, that's not a guilty pleasure. That's it's a, a crime is a what it is. <laughs> this ain't going in the podcast. No, you can keep it in. It's fine. I'm just saying that there's little things like that. Like, I... I'm not ordinarily not someone who steals, um, but I don't, I don't mind it. In fact, there's maybe a little thrill of it. I don't know. It's do, twisted. Do you, do you return them later? I have, uh-huh. but not always. I've got a garage full of quite a few of them. <laughs> so yeah. So if anybody works for a uh, major grocery store chain, uh, please don't come to my house and check it out because I have a few of these things for storage. Okay. <laughs> You, you know, the one thing that I wanted to ask, in the and I don't know if I asked this in the beginning, but what does it mean? Well, you you talked to it. You said, you know, you gave us the definition of what a guilty pleasure is. Right. But, but you have to feel guilty for yeah. it to be a guilty pleasure. That's what makes it fun, right? Yeah. Well, fun. <laughs> I don't know. Is, is it fun to feel guilty? You but, know what? I think for some of us, it's, it's a pastime that we, we do a lot of. Right. Yeah. Like I think feeling guilty and then making people feel guilty are two different and equal pastimes. Uh, you know, it's like you have those shifty eyes. Like I'm sneaking off to have this chocolate I know I shouldn't be doing. Yes, I should do this, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I'm having the chocolate with a glass of wine, I shouldn't be doing it at all, and I'm yeah. super excited about it then. <laughs> chocolate covered strawberries. <laughs> right. Yes. Things like that. Well, again, it's a lot of guilt, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think. I think that feeling guilty, obviously, it's a, you know, I don't want to say genetic, but maybe an evolutionary thing that we have built in so that we don't just randomly commit crimes like stealing shopping baskets all the time and not feel any compunction about it, right? I mean, Um, you're given the sense of right and wrong or learn the sense of right and wrong. I think we have to govern ourselves with those things. But the little guilty pleasures of the snack time here or the show here or whatever. I think those are fine. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if you live rules and rigidity, you're just going to rebel, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we did as teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. I. Think- All right. So here's the last thing that oh, also yeah. came up when I was thinking about guilty pleasures. One of my favorite terms, and I'm sure you're aware of it, schadenfreude. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So it's pleasure, de- excuse me, it's pleasures derived from the misfortune of others. Yeah, what a word, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the whole idea of schadenfreude gives me like a guilty pleasure. Like, you know. That is that is very much probably the ultimate guilty pleasure. Yeah, don't you, you think? I, I, I think that, that beyond, you know, you talk about all these things that they're internal that we do, but to, to take pleasure in someone else's pain is... Uh, Pretty fucked up. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? But, but, but you know, it's, of it. Like, I mean, just watching someone fall downstairs and laughing is is an example of it. Although it's the harshest kind of example because it's an innocent person. It's most. It's more enjoyable when it's somebody who has sort of been up on a high horse for whatever reason, and now they're not on that high horse anymore. Right? Am I right? Well, it's like, um, let's say that you had a boss that treated you bad. Yeah. And then you, then for whatever reason you moved on or didn't or whatever, and then uh, their boss realized what was happening. They got their just desserts, right? Exactly for, for doing. You know, it's kind of like a revenge that you know revenge happened or not revenge, but uh, 
you know, justice was done, and you right. got to observe that. I mean, isn't that really what? Yeah, but isn't that really what happens when people, uh, you know, want that person to go to jail for forever, and the family shows up, or the person shows up, and they want their revenge or whatever you want to call right. it. You know, they're getting that Schadenfreude, that good good feel from somebody else's uh, now demise. demise. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, yeah, isn't I that an aspect true. of it? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, I think we're all susceptible to it, right? Like we we want to see. Well, it's sort of like with celebrities, like we want to see them get their armor chinked at a little bit, or you know, we want people. But only if they're bad. I, for me, only if they're bad. I don't want to only see. if they're bad, right? Yes. Let's let's take and this is a cliche, but it's almost true. Mm-hmm. You know, the infamous Republican congressman who won't stop berating gays and then he's in a men's restroom with his wide stance and that whole thing, right? It's like that's the perfect person to feel schadenfreude for because he has a comment. You can't do that and be that way, be that judgmental and then exhibit that behavior and not expect people to be thrilled that you're screwed up, right? Right, absolutely. See, and now like like the Anthony Weiner – I don't necessarily feel schadenfreude for I think he just uh, – because I don't think that he was running around telling everybody that this is bad, this is bad, and then he was doing it, was he? Oh, no, not at all. In yeah. fact, yeah, I don't – and I don't know that if you had asked him yeah. in a conversation or an interview, do you think that tweeting pictures or sending sex, sexting types of messages is bad? I don't know that he would have said that they are. Right. So if he had, then maybe he would be more inclined to – Then you would be – all over him. That's right. Yeah. But I don't think he would have said that. I, yeah. I don't know. Right. I, I certainly didn't feel it for him because Lord knows there but for the grace of God go some of my tweets. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> see my tweets. Oh. Don't, don't, don't be looking at my screen. Don't be looking at the Twitter feed. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, we kid, right? We do kid. We kid. We do kid. A little that, bit. At least that's, that's what uh, Bill Maher says. That's right. <laughs> I kid. I, I kid. Yeah. I, I kid the president. That's right. I kid Marcus Bachman. Right, yes, right, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, this has been. A... I'm feeling guilty about all this time we've spent podcasting. Oh my gosh. This is going to be crazy. It's going to be good. Um, I really think that, that probably I'm pondering this a little bit more. I'll probably come up with about another 500 guilty pleasures of mine. So if I do, I'll pin something and put it on the website. Oh, there you go. All right, well, I guess this kind of concludes our guilty pleasures talk for this evening. So take another sip of that wine or another shot of whiskey, have a nice smoke on your cigar, (laughs) toke on your pipe. (laughs) Whatever it is, another handful of Doritos. That's right. (laughs) And we, and for TJ Talks, I'm Judd. And I'm Teresa. And we... Talk to you later. Talk to you later.
right, so we're sound check, we're ready, we're videoed, here we go. Okay, here we are. Okay. Guilty pleasures, take 69. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be at the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right.